All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Totcast. It's a podcast that I, uh, Talk does. Um, this a little different this time. You're probably thinking, well, where it's just Matt. Where's Brian and uh, Spencer? And it's it's fine. It's no big deal. There's no problem. It's they just couldn't be here for this one. So don't even no need to uh, concern yourself with that. Well, uh, today it's look at that. It's Joe Hess. Um. Normally, I'd say this, like, I'd go, oh, this is, uh, you know, I'd say, like, this is uh, Greg Jefferson from, and then I would say, like, a band or something. Um, but wh- what do you do? What's your deal? Uh, I don't I don't know. I do a, a lot of yeah. different things with different people. Um, I consider myself a drummer, a musician. Mostly okay. a drummer, though. Mostly okay. a drummer for. Uh, Is that like a various dr- projects around drummers? Like I, I'm a drummer and a musician, but mainly a drummer because like, is that like a drummers aren't music- musicians Facebook thing to share? It, uh, no, I just can't play any other instrument. So I want to specify so people don't get the wrong idea. You see that one? There's just two guys sitting in a prison. One, uh, one guy's a real big guy. One guy's a little guy, and it's like. He says, like, I murdered some big guy. He goes, I murdered somebody. What are you in for? And the little guy goes, I played bass with a pick. And then the big guy moves real far away. He's like, ooh, you're the bad one. So <laughs> maybe he could have said, like, I'm a, a drum. I don't know. Um, right. Yeah. Are you are you doing any? What are your bands now? <laughs> I never know. <laughs> uh, so right now uh, I'm performing in a band called Hard Body. Yes. I, All one word. No I space. did know that. Oh, that's good. I, no. It's good to make things difficult to search for. Yeah. Um, have you ever thought of shortening your band's name to three letters so search engines just can't even handle it? Uh, yeah, yeah. I I mean, my original idea for the band was just har. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's good because that shows up in a lot of words. Like, oh, I don't know. If you did... T-O-K, and every time it went like, this guy means Tokyo. There's absolutely no way this is all he wants to search for. So that's cool, and I think that makes it very like... Yeah, that was taken, though. That was taken. Oh, I doubt anything would notice that. <laughs> They'd go, ah, nobody's using this. I can't imagine. There's um at least like six or seven talks on Spotify. Um, it's hard body. What's that? Another one of these noise things. No, it's not noise. Oh, uh, you and your noise. It's not noise. They're songs that are written by professionals. Do you think that like instrumental music? Noise as a genre is a weird thing because like all music is like definitively is noise. Yeah, it's like calling what you do music. It's like sound. We do, uh, we're sound. We're a sound band. Um, It's like, so Hard Buddies is like a sound band. You're the first. I think if I think we are a prog rock band, which is kind of already goofy. Um, progressive rock was already a stupid name to begin with, but so is math rock, which I think is the name that Hard Body gets lumped in with the most. Um, the easiest way to explain it is that it's really uh, fucked. Can I say fucked? You can say whatever you want. If that's how you want to present yourself, go ahead. Uh, like fucked up 
jazz. Oh, wow. <laughs> cool. That's the yeah. Hey, to me, jazz is already a little effed up. And I don't talk like that and I don't poison people's ears with. So, but that's look, that's your uh, that's your band. But that's not Oh, if you're going to put Joe Hess in a band box, sorry, not going to fit. Because you're a writer. That's true. And every, people are probably going, I got a blog. I got a I'm a writer. I got a blog. Who's this guy got said call himself a writer? He's published in I just read a thing where you did an interview with a guy dressing up like a vampire. Yeah, I get to interview. What was that? As an STL mag? Is that what that's? Yeah, Seamless Magazine. Seamless Magazine has been a pretty cool development. If we're talking about, you know, writing about music, um, Primarily, I do work for Riverfront Times and St. Louis Magazine right now. Um, but I started off just with my own blog, which um, is still active right now, called Wrong Division. Uh, nope. That's a radio show. It's the same. Mm. There's, a <laughs> there's a radio show on KDHX called Wrong Division that is also my show that I... I share with Mabel Suen. Um, her and I, we do this radio show, and we have a blog. It's the same name. Now, that's uh, an acronym for something? No. Aren't there a bunch of periods in there? Uh, it's a stylistic choice. Mm, okay. You, stylistic. Now, and you're aware that that is how people do acronyms? Yeah, yeah. Okay. but It's you, kind of like a, like a choose-your-own acronym. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like like you make your own. Okay, well, hold on. Whatever letter. Uh, we really uh, ought to n- not give. De- hmm. I'm gonna take some time on that one. I'll get back to you. That that one wasn't the good. first word's perfect though. Yeah. We is that what I said? <laughs> yeah, we. It shouldn't be wrong. We ought to not give. We we really. Ought oh, to not really give. Ought to not give. Yeah. Disres- disrespectful, ir- irreverence, v- via internal st- st- stable ions, and then the last three letters are just uh, not. Quit putting the dots on those because you no, know, couldn't come up with anything. But okay, so you do that, and what are you going to do? Playing that noise stuff on there. Um. Sometimes, mm-hmm. uh, the it, is gen- a good, it is a good place to hear noise stuff. That's what you're. The, well, the jo- the genres are specifically uh, identified as noise rock and noise punk, which I sound super pretentious right now. Totally aware of that. Uh, and did you want to add any more adjectives to that? Pro- pre got any post? Oh yeah, post post <laughs> post rock post. Punk. Cool, 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 cool. Um, hey. You know, noise noise rock is pretty different than straight noise. Um, I'm not the one who made the term, but it it's one that I think um, at this point in time accurately describes a um, a sub subset of music um, that that I think is particularly interesting, and it and it's taking influence of improvisational music. Um, 
and some of the more uh, dissonant things that occur when people don't compose at all and kind of injecting that into uh, rock music and punk music. So it's, I think of it as a natural evolution of punk, but it's not called punk because punk became a genre that has a checklist, that has a list of things that you adhere to to be punk. So we can't use the word punk um, because you're not you're not hearing uh, what is traditionally thought of as punk. You're hearing the stuff that kind of came afterwards, which dates back mostly to the late '80s, early '90s, when you see this injection of uh, avant-garde and improvisational music into like composed uh, rock songs and stuff like that. So it's pretty different than noise. It's it's different than um, electronic based. Um, music that is uh, fully improvisational and maybe closer to like ambient music or or something like that, as opposed to um, constructed songs with a with you know a, a structure that's not unlike you know a rock band or or a punk band. So it's more about clashing those ideas. Yeah, that's what I've always said, and anyone who listens to this show knows that. So that's like. Pretty much verbatim, exactly how I feel um, <clears throat> about that. And uh, which, um, so, no, okay, hold on. No, noise is a genre. Noise, noise is a term that is a catch-all for stuff okay. that people don't want to bother trying to categorize, and for good reason. So, like when I say "uh noise," that's how people are saying that. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. Okay. Okay. Sometimes, yeah. I hope everyone can hear that weed eater. And if you can't, I should cut this part out where I talk about the weed eater. We'll see. Uh, um, no, I, I, think, I think it's really funny when people get really upset about subgenres. Uh, you know, they'd be like, oh, there's so many genres. But you're just trying to be specific about what people are going to listen to. I, I mean... It's a reference point, yeah. And what I always say about talk, my band, is that we don't fit into any genre. And that's how I start our bio. And it, it and, and like, so for us, it's not a thing to worry about because like, we just write, it's just undescribable, you know? But for everybody else, I could understand why they would need those. Uh, we're, Look, that's great. Go check those things out. Wrong Division, Hard Body, Hard Body, Hard Bodies. I'm forgetting right hard now. Hard body singular. That's what I, okay, right. I think yeah. I said hard bodies earlier, but I might have said, is that hard bodies? I might have said it possessively, so I might have been okay, and I could have avoided looking like a fool now. I, I like I like hard body on people, hard body on is a band, you know what I mean? It's both good. Um, yeah, it's three people, much like talk. Oh, yes. And uh, have you guys ever thought about just getting like super ripped? To like match them, or I, I've been trying yeah. the other way trying. of getting like slovenly, unhealthily disgusting. Because um, look, not being hey, it's not no offense. You're not super ripped. You're more like healthy looking, dude. I got good arms. I yeah, I, no, yeah. I, I can do. see I him do. right now. I got good. You arms. got good. Uh, look, Check if you. Honestly, good arms. honestly, bro, if you call that super ripped, well, keep, it's not super. I didn't say that. I said good arms. But I said you're not super ripped, and and then you said that as if to be like, are you sure? And then you <laughs> did in fact make a muscle, and kiss it. <laughs> you look, 
you look great. You're more my type of body. <laughs> like if I was, if I was like, you ever see those Facebook things where it's like pick one, you know, and, and it starts with like a kind of a wafy guy. And then the last one is like buff body. I, you'd be on, on the middle guy that I'd go like, he seems like. Well, thank you. Thank you for that. But anyway, have you ever thought about getting like real fat or like real uh, super ripped? I've thought about both. It, I um, think they. It's both a be. lot of work either way. Yes, absolutely. Really. So I, I just path mm-hmm. least resistance. You know. I just, guess the middle is pretty funny too. Like he- yeah. healthy, um, young dude. Yeah. What do you? What do you? Young, you young dude. You. What happens after young man, but not middle aged? I don't know. I, hey, we're. Pr- I think we're pretty close to middle the same age? age. Well, sure. Right. I, I'm uh, like 46, but um, but uh, what are you like? 29. 29. Yeah, so we're pretty close. But, but you're gonna live probably more than 60 years. It's you know, barring uh, some horrible accident. I hope that doesn't happen. Yes, something. So you're not middle aged, but you're not. Are you? I guess you're young. I think maybe you're a young man until you're middle aged. You're a young man. Well, thank you. Young, healthy guy with pretty nice guns. And I'm, ta- and I'm talking about muscles, and I'm not making any statement on, on guns or gun control, and that's not what I'm here to do. I'm not making any political... And me saying this isn't saying that I'm saying I'm against guns or for guns, but I am for muscles, which are sometimes called guns, which doesn't mean I'm... F- I've been thinking a lot about guns in the oh, last God. couple of oh, days. No. Oh, no. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I think, I think a lot of people have. Yeah. Um, Do you want to talk about the Riverfront Times Times thing? You want to talk about the Riverfront Times? Are you? Are you? You want to talk about guns? I don't want to talk. Joe, I don't want to talk about guns. <laughs> um, I'm so scared to take any stance or opinion on anything, <laughs> and I'd rather just. I think the Riverfront Times music showcase and, and awards is really cool, and you're a big part of that, and I think that'd be a fun thing to talk about. We're here to. We're here to talk about. Um, a variety of subjects. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like mainly, like not um, ones that people like uh, have really strong feelings about. <laughs> well, except oddly enough, Riverfront Times uh, Music Awards is a thing people seem to have very strong feelings about. It is. It is. Um, and, and I'm here to be their voice. I think uh, I am. I because rarely, I look. They they post the first thing that happens for the Riverfront Times Music Awards. They post the the. Uh, you can write in who you think should be in there, and then they post the what candidate candidates? Is that the word I want? Nominees, nominees, yeah. And then, you know, some people come in with some level-headed comments, like, "Hey, how come my cousin's band isn't nominated for best folk psych band?" Never have I seen the Riverfront Times jump in there with a well thought out comment saying, "Hey, man, this is." Your cousin's band, blah 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 blah. So, um, do you want to answer for that? Why, why? Why? I guess I should come clean. Why wasn't my cousin's band nominated for best folk psych band? Well, there's no folk psych category. Sure. Okay. No, that's not the reason. Um, since I've been a part of Riverfront Times, I'm not a staff member, but I was at one time a couple years ago. And 
since I've been involved at Riverfront Times, I have been the person to count the votes. Okay. And when it comes to this and also the best of St. Louis issue. Right. Comes- I, I no long I'm no longer involved with the best of St. Louis issue, which is a lot of restaurants, a lot of things outside the realm of music. That comes like a couple months later. later. And yeah, it's, it's uh, a different thing. You internal. Know, is it internal or is it like Best of St. Louis is mostly an internal guide. Like or it's it's a guide to the city, but it is written by staff and freelance writers. Okay. Uh and there's a reader's poll attached. Yes. So readers readers come in and can vote. So every year McDonald's wins best French fries <laughs> as voted on by the readers of the Riverfront Times, mm. but typically, you know, um independently owned restaurants yes. win best French yeah, fries yeah. as deemed worthy by the Riverfront Times staff. So that's that's kind of a different thing altogether with the music awards. Uh, since I've been a part of it, the process has been to first off create a nomination committee. And that committee is over 100 people, and it's people who work at record stores, people who work at radio stations, um, individuals who book and promote bands around town. Basically, as many of the moving parts in the music community as possible without calling on people who are in bands mm-hmm. necessarily. Okay. Um, there are, there's some crossover. People who run record labels and things like that end up on the nominating committee. We don't ask people who are in bands mostly because they're the ones who are getting voted on. Right. And honestly, the times that we do ask people who are in bands, a lot of them just nominate themselves. Do they for real? Yeah, people do. Um, I'm, I'm, of course, I'm, no, I'm not going to name any names, but... Um, my position has, in a way, changed my perspective about a few people um, because I've never understood why you would do something like that. Yeah. Because the the fun of this, and it's supposed to be fun. First and foremost, it's a fun thing. Second, it's a marketing. It's the best way to put this. Traditionally, it has been dictated by the marketing department, the okay. awards and the showcase. Yeah. Because it is a, it's almost like a glorified battle of the bands. Right. Because you're voting and people in the past have received physical trophies and there there have been awards shows where people get up on stage and actually accept mm-hmm. awards. Um. In any case, this nomination committee uh, is put together from people all over the city, and they submit their own individual lists. And these band names are put into a spreadsheet, and they're organized. And then from there, we source nominations from the community. We typically get maybe 10 to 20 names added from that part. Most of the time, the community doesn't speak up. It's a... Very vocal, select few, who are usually spamming. That's okay. the page with 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 bands or acts that um, never got recognition before, which is which is an important part because there needs to be 
new people brought to the fold and new people given attention. So, right. I, me and, and, and other friends of Wagon Fire, uh, my cousins, folks like Band, like we wrote that in. Like we made Facebook accounts specifically to write Wagon Fire. And so I know for a fact that had a hundred like comments and like they're not on there and, and like that. Well, Wagon Fire doesn't exist in any other part of the internet. And they part, haven't no right. They're not. They haven't played a show yet. So part of my job has They're been super to, good. Part of my job has been to screen all of the bands. So I take genres that bands list. So bands list joke genres, and I don't know the bands. Psych folk's not a joke, dude. Like our folk psych, it's either one, and it's not a joke. And that, and now I'm pissed off. So whatever. What now? Folk psych? You pissed about folk psych or something? So we compile this list of bands and I screen them to make sure they are, in fact, active bands. And based on the genres that those bands list, we make the categories. Mm -hmm. So some years, for instance, 2015 had a lot of bands that self identify as emo. So there was an emo category last year. In 2015? Yes. Neat. This year, there is a shoegaze category, um, but we've decided to lump shoegaze in with psychedelic for whatever reason. Sure. Well, that's okay. And I guess full disclosure, Talk is nominated this year. We won the previous two years, and we've been nominated before. So I guess, like, obviously I have kind of, positive feelings about the thing because like i know people feel like tell me if and and not to get way off subject but tell me if this is kind of the the thought because i i i genuinely don't like the competitive element but at the same time i feel like if the rft put up a list of here's the best bands and it was you know all those categories with the five nominees i feel like nobody's going to pay attention to that the way that they do with a, a a competition, and we were—I don't remember how many. Maybe two times before we had won, we had been nominated, and being nominated gave us like, like, uh, 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 I mean, it's a hard thing to quantify, but we got like a a bump. Like I felt like we sort of rose a rung in the the, well, St. Louis bands were more of a thing now. Whereas, like, winning didn't, it was awesome. It was cool. But, it, like, I guess what I'm saying is, like, I feel like this is a way for the the RFT to, like, say, here's all the cool bands and musicians, and then the, the present it in a way that, that gets them exposure, which uh, maybe, unfortunately, a competitive element is kind of the best way to do that. Well, are my way off. Base. Well, it's it's about it's about doing something for both parties. I think um, I'm not speaking from the perspective of someone who created it, or the perspective of someone who necessarily wants to keep it mm-hmm. um, the way that it is. And my own my own goals since being on staff, and after I got laid off, I was still involved because uh, I knew how these things worked. And I volunteered to do a lot of stuff for free when I was in the office because traditionally, 
I'm going to answer your question in a moment, I promise. Traditionally, the awards and the um, RFT Music Showcase was put on by the marketing department with some help by whoever was the music editor at the time. Uh, I was brought in not as a music editor. Um, I had a different staff position, but I volunteered my time to mm-hmm. be part of the showcase and to help out with the awards um, because I was a musician. And I had been in the showcase before. I played the showcase in 2000, I want to say 10 and 2012, and both years was treated horribly, was asked to stop, just stop what we were doing by the owner of one of one establishment, and then the PA was unplugged. Was this still Washington? Yes, at the time, Wash- Washington Avenue. Used yeah. to be on Washington Avenue. Now it's in the Grove. Yes, and so I was treated pretty poorly. Um, and spelling bee won whatever category we were in. Sometimes probably noise or something. Noise or experimental, yeah. Um, which that band is pretty much a punk band, but you yeah. know, yeah, 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 because we play pretty loud. I, the genres. So, um, and, and that's fine. I, that doesn't bother me. But um, the, the issues that we were treated poorly, I was on staff. A lot of my friends play this thing. I already was booking shows for years. On I booked most of my shows on Cherokee Street. And I didn't want my friends and people that I knew and people that I had worked with in other facets of the music community, I didn't want them to have a bad time. So I got involved and I started volunteering. And, uh, you know, essentially it that transitioned into a paid position to be kind of um, in charge of all of this and to take care of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I don't like this competition aspect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that it makes it sound like a glorified battle of the bands. I so, don't even like the name of the, sh- the showcase. It sounds, once again, like a battle of the bands, and that's not what it is. Well, it's a large-scale music festival. Right, it, and, it, and, it, and like I'm a guy that tells other bands, like if people ask me about things, I'm in there like, oh, should we do this battle of the bands thing? And I'm like, absolutely not. But then I am essentially, right, like there is a, certainly a battle of bands aspect to this, and I, but I mean, gosh, right? I, I hate to like say anything negative because again, I'm, no, I'm ahead, involved. Like I'm, and I'm totally, and, and you know, I shared the oh, vote for us thing, but I have gotten to a point where I, I do kind of feel weird about that. Like I don't like, uh, saying you know, vote for us over this other band or like uh, this is a competition, and uh, and we've won. So like, who who am I to say right? But. I, I definitely have like weird vibes about that. Uh and uh but anyway, so right, yeah. Most people who have actually won do. Yeah. And the people that haven't won, um, that are very concerned with winning, uh, I think just need to understand that it doesn't matter. And here's why. I'm gonna kind of break it down for you. So earlier I mentioned that all of the bands are uh the nominations are compiled from a committee. Mm-hmm. And the committee, as far as I can tell, we've done our best to make it as diverse as possible. Uh, and I'm not talking about, let's ask some black people what they think. I'm talking about musical diversity, sure. first and foremost. So we asked people from all over the music community to 
um, let us know what's happening in the city. Um, because, you know, Riverfront Times has always had a small staff, especially the music section, their blind spots. So right. who better to ask than all of the DJs of KDHX, for instance, or who better to ask than people who work at Vintage Vinyl or the now defunct A-Pop Records or, you know, yeah. so on and so forth. So after that list is compiled and it's uh, separated into individual categories and this list of nominees comes out and the voting begins, uh, traditionally in the past, it's not like that this year, but in the past, when you vote, you have to vote in every category mm -hmm. in order for your ballot to be submitted. Who in their right mind yeah, knows yeah, yeah. about every category? I'm a professional music writer. I've been a DJ on KDHX for almost eight years I've played in bands for a little over a decade and booked shows. I don't know about every category, right. every band in every category. And I'm not even close to the upper 10% of people in the city who are knowledgeable about music. I just happen to be one of those guys who is willing to well, and right. so like when make you're, media. When you're, you know, you're in a band and whatever you work at, comcast or something so you're telling all your people around your cubicle or whatever to vote and they have to well i'm probably just gonna pick the top one in every other category either or, the top or whatever one, they're gonna pick one with the best name or the one they've heard of which seems really counter to the the point right like then it's it's sort of a popularity thing exactly which all battle of the bands at some are. point kind of end up being but every year the votes are skewed by people who are not knowledgeable about mm -hmm. the categories who are voting for a number of reasons. And it's also why the political part of the reason why the political system is a little, um, it's a little hard to say. And I'm talking about presidential elections where you're voting for a lot of people uh -huh. at the same time. Uh, and you just hit Democrat on all, or you hit Republican yeah, right. on all. And those politicians, even though they might belong to one party, they're not going to necessarily represent uh, your best interests, um, but who has the time to research yeah. every person in every um, in every ballot? Because right, even if like oh, okay, I don't I don't go see hip hop acts at all, really. But it's oh, a, I've I know Tef Poe or whatever. Tef Poe was on the podcast. I've I've seen him at the RFT showcase. That's the one I'll vote for. And maybe exactly, and that's and that's the feedback loop that occurs. Maybe he is the best, but I I don't know that necessarily like. Personally, or like I can't compare it to the, the other Maybe he's not guys. the best to you. Sure, yeah. But you're not going to know that. And, um, and and this year, that's different, right? You, you said that you don't have to vote. Yeah, and on the category. flip side, to prevent ballot stuffing, which has been my job to identify ballot stuffing, um, this year you have to sign in with a Gmail account, which is something they never, ever, ever wanted yeah. to do. And I personally made that a stipulation yeah. well and that's a weird thing too right because now you're in a thing where it's like but no one does anything with your email addresses they go straight to me and i am not on staff at riverfront times so i'm not sharing anybody's email address or personal information i just yeah <laughs> yeah, know, yeah throw, yeah, it right. in the, throw it in the garbage and take the boats so like you you're kind of against the the battle of the bands element but now yes. part of your job is to sort of make it the best battle of the bands that it it can be well if it's going to happen right yeah well here's the thing the part of the reason why it still even exists is because some people are having fun with it 
you know? Yeah. Uh, if the whole music community really rebelled against it and hated it, it wouldn't exist. I, there's, Plain and simple. Uh, the the showcase is great. Uh, I love that that day and like seeing all those bands. Um, I think the nominations are awesome. Like a a huge list of like here's from the community and from the uh, people that are involved in music. These are five bands, our groups, our musicians that should be recognized. Yeah, and like. Those aspects are awesome. And I do think there's this sort of unfortunate, like, again, I mean, how many how many people are nominated? I mean, it's got to be 150. Yeah. So, like, if you if you put out a list of 150 people, that's fairly worthless. Like, that nobody's going to go through that, I don't think. But, yeah, if you say, well, here's the, the best, here's the f- five... I don't even want to say it's a best. vehicle. It's a vehicle to deliver content. Sure. Uh, um, ultimately, the, that's that's what it is. And, and like for a guy like me who doesn't go to hip hop shows or doesn't go to to folk shows too much, like that is a cool thing to go. Well, from the community, here's the five that you should really pay attention to, and that's a, a really good avenue to get deeper into that. Um, so yeah, I, I think there's a there's a ton of uh, good stuff. Um, spe- like speaking of the genres. Uh, and getting back to uh, 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 being the voice of the comment board, um, wh- uh, excuse me, this band in this genre, that doesn't make any sense. Well, part of the reason why, like how, part of the way so many different bands become a part of this is in the, in this like, there's a creative side to the music awards. And it's where I get to inject a little bit of, my own creativity into the mix and that is in that is in dividing bands into genres and it's it sucks for me to do that because um you can easily insult somebody yeah by saying that there's something that they're not well right so talk was in hard rock previously and i i mean i don't i would not categorize us as hard rock i think of hard rock as like you know, saliva and stained and stuff like that. And and maybe that's Nickelback, whatever. I, I don't know if that's right or wrong. But the first year that we got nominated, we're in the rock category this year and just go to like our Riverfront Times. I come to vote for talk and um and we'll be we'll be giving away free uh sh- shout it out on our Twitter. That's what we'll do. Uh but the the first year we got nominated, if we had been put into the rock category, we just wouldn't have even like yeah, the part part of the part of my own, I guess, like I said, my own input is trying to include as many different bands as possible. And part of the way you do that is putting certain bands uh, in certain categories. Yeah, okay, yeah, that they might more loosely fit into. It might exactly. not be. It might not be the perfect category for them, but it is a category that they they kind of fit into, and. Um, it's it's one where they'll get to participate at the very least. At, at the time, the, like the first time we got nominated, we did not stand equal to the rock category. Like the lowest person on that totem pole had more clout and bigger following, and um, which I know it's supposed to be best, but like part of that is the work you've put in. I think to be yeah uh, uh, visible and and what you've done community wise or whatever i i don't know i i think that makes i'm not explaining it the best way but i think it sort of makes sense like um 
you know, is 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 Bruiser Queen a better band than Garage Band who's played two shows? Doesn't it maybe, maybe not, but Bruiser Queen has done a ton of work. They deserve that nomination more than Garage Band played two shows. I, I, well, for instance, for instance, um, there's a shoegaze slice, slash psychedelic category this year for a lot of bands um, that could have also fit into the garage rock category. Yeah. And really, I would say a quarter of all the bands on the list could fit into the rock category. So the rock right, category right, right. and and the indie rock category, if you look at those, they are stacked. Um, right. With these acts who have over 10,000 followers and... With the exception of, I don't think Town Cars has as many followers as, say, like Sleepy Kitty or Foxing, who are all there. All three of those bands are in the indie rock category. Um, but the quality of the band stands, and um, you know, well, and I guess that's- it's 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 a way of sort of saying that if you like these other bands on the list, you'll like right. this band. That's one way of looking yes. at it. Yeah. The other way of looking at it is saying, well, we're trying to include as many bands, as many young bands, as many new bands as possible. Um, and that's that's just always been my goal is to get more people involved because here's the thing, this RFT Music Awards thing, even when I was in high school, they called it the Slammies. Mm-hmm. Um, that might have been even before that. In any case, doesn't matter. This thing has been called uh, many different things in the past. It's been around for 25 years in one shape or form. And um, it has not necessarily been so inviting to newcomers. And it hasn't always been super fun, but it's always meant to be fun. It's meant to be mutually beneficial to the bands, to the music community, and to Riverfront Times. It's beneficial to Riverfront Times because it draws readers in. In this day and age, it draws clicks. Okay. Yeah. And that's fair because if it didn't draw clicks and there wasn't revenue happening, then Riverfront Times wouldn't be around to year round give bands press. And it does. Riverfront Times has focused on local music by and large for the last five years. uh, And it's able to do that because it exists in the first place. Yeah. So love it or hate it. Um, this is a way of kind of shifting uh, the spotlight onto the music section for a moment and giving you kind of a sample of um, what happens year-round, which is pretty pretty good local coverage. There are a lot of really good media outlets in town that are covering local music. Uh, I still think, by and large, Riverfront Times is still doing the best job, but um, that's not to say that it's not uh <laughs> that 11 and st louis magazine aren't you know i think they right have, right under there and you know they have possibly different. could overtake as far as uh the whole uh quantity of coverage i i always i kind of feel like right like 11 and, and rft have a different sort of angle uh than each other um and maybe even focus a little more on I mean, I, I do feel like there's there's probably a like a folk slash rock 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 uh, lean to all the publications, but that yeah, that's true. That's probably just there's more of that here. So but. I met with Evan Salt right when he bought Eleven, when he became the publisher mm-hmm. as well as the editor, and 
we had a pretty long conversation and he was asking me as someone who who had, was working with Riverfront Times um not necessarily advice but input right Advi- yeah. advice would maybe be the wrong word yeah yeah because he's he's kind of in a in a different you know position but the input that I returned to him was to go down on Broadway and to start covering the blues bands, mm-hmm. to start covering the working bands, because by and large, Eleven Magazine is the Cherokee Street yes. music yeah. magazine, yeah, which is uh, in St. Louis is not necessarily a bad thing. I, I don't think they would disagree with that, right? Like, I don't think Eleven would say no, like and be it, offended and if, by that. If they would, I think it would be really easy to um, stamp out any kind of argument yeah, yeah. Uh, with proof. Um, but Cherokee Street is where things happen. It's where the newest things happen. Mm-hmm. It's where um, the youngest parts of the music community go. The people who are participating, I'm not just talking about people who go to shows. If you're talking about that, then maybe Ready Room and Firebird are still yeah. bringing the most amount of young people right. out. But... Um, Cherokee Street, by and large, is where a lot of things kind of start. Right. Um, a lot of music that starts to get recognized on a national level, um, that's where a lot of it brews. Um, and it's it's been a breeding ground for a lot of interesting and exciting things. Um, but it is still, and and everybody needs to recognize that it's still only a small part of St. Louis. It's only a smaller part of the music community. Um, in any case, um, I want to backpedal to the the battle of the bands aspect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That we were sure. talking about earlier. Uh, since I've been a part of RFT, and you're interviewing me, so I'm I'm talking a, a lot about my personal experiences. So sorry if this isn't as um, maybe just. <laughs> uh, just, just I'm not I'm not coming from the perspective of someone who's trying to market the event to you. Oh, you know, no, I don't care. <laughs> so um, my perspective has been to make this more about the music and more about mm-hmm. the bands. Riverfront Times, as far as I'm concerned, is the sponsor of the event. They're the biggest sponsor. But the event is, at this point, it's made by the music community, and it's for the music community. And um, me being involved, um, you know, I like you were saying earlier in the cast, I do a lot of things with noise. Ugh, noise, yeah. Okay, Mm mm-hmm. And I book a lot of my shows on Cherokee Street. Yeah. I ran a venue on Cherokee Street for, for a little while. And to be the guy mm-hmm. to work on a music festival that I read about and went to one time when I was in high school, to be that guy now, um, I have... At the very least, like an obligation to make it the best that I can from my perspective. And my perspective is just one of a musician, one of a DJ. Uh, And if it's not working for the musicians, if the musicians aren't being treated well, aren't being paid well, 
That's a big difference recently. Yeah, that's like the last two, two years. Two years, right? Yeah. And that, and I took over the showcase as the project manager last year. Uh, after I left the RFT staff, mm -hmm. I had a meeting with them about doing the festival as a freelancer. Not so much a consultant because I'm very much entrenched in all aspects of it outside yeah. of the sponsorships. I'm not involved with getting the sponsorships. Um, but every other aspect of it. Yeah. Um, I'm in over my head a lot of the time. Uh, but that's where I like to be, personally. Uh, it, because it's been a learning experience. Prior to taking the thing over as project manager, I volunteered and did a lot of work for free. I did a lot of mm -hmm. work for free. But, you know, in 2016, if you want to be a professional in any field, you got to do it for free for a little while. Right. I did my own blog for free for a few years before I ever got a paid gig writing about music. I had a music blog for years. And I, I had regular updates consistently. And so I, I kind of treated it like it was work already, sure. you know, before I was getting paid to do it. And um, how this relates to the music showcase, though, is that uh, I have been in a position where I've been able to learn what works for people and what doesn't. Mm -hmm. And it's not perfect by any means, but at this point, it is the showcase itself is so much elevated, uh, so yeah. much above... I the music awards that they're separate entities as far as I'm concerned. I feel like a lot of people are are talking about the showcase in that way. Like that it's a festival more than it's like oh come cuz they used to be able to vote at the showcase. Yeah, with right? paper ballots. Yeah, yeah, we we took that away. So since I've been a part of it, since I volunteered and since I've been project manager, we've done a lot of things to kind of destroy the yeah. to, to sabotage the awards part. One is speaking publicly about how the winners don't get anything. Mm -hmm. There are no more physical trophies. That stopped last year. Yes. There's not yeah. even an awards show. That also stopped last year. Um, that Those two things are continuing this year. Instead, there's a private party for all of the bands that are participating. Um, that's That happens before the showcase. It happens right. this week. And that... That party, all of the bands are getting given a ton of stuff. Do you, so, do you feel it's, like it's kind of different? You know, that for for you, is that is that sort of the ultimate goal, or is that the most positive thing to just get rid of it completely? Well, I can reveal a little bit of information. Um, that, and this, I ask that anybody listening to the talk cast, I mean. It might be public by the time the talk cast comes out. So, it might not. Sandy, pay uh, attention. Um, That's my mom. She'll definitely pay attention to this as an important part. But from what I understand, and this this uh, this decision, this idea could be reversed or morphed or changed into yeah. something else. But from what I understand, this year is the final year for the RFT Music Awards. Okay, yeah. But not the final year yeah. for the festival. Um. We've worked a long time at kind of taking the the wind out of the sails of the Battle of the Bands mm -hmm. aspect um, and deflating it to where winning doesn't mean anything. But nominated, being nominated, well, uh, at the very least, gets you written about. So if you've never been written about before, if you're a brand new band and you got nominated, you have your first bit of press, there you go. Yes. I mean, 
And that's really important. I, I can say from experience, from being like a band that, that like worked up to the point that we got nominated, that we won an award, that we got moved into our quote correct category. Like we kind of worked our way all the way through this. Uh, getting nominated gave us, like I said, we kind of moved up that ladder in St. Louis. Winning gave us one Facebook status post with more likes than usual. Like it didn't do anything. Uh, yeah. and, and that's not to say like I didn't enjoy it. I'm not going to sit here and act like winning a thing is not cool for me. But winning, we that's not something like in my head, I thought, oh, we'll put this when we're booking shows out of town. We'll put best hard rock band in St. Louis. But nobody cares. Yeah. They don't even know necessarily what the Riverfront Times is. Like they, they're going to see that and think, well, I don't. If you get like a top 10 album of 2013 from Pitchfork, it's going to do so much more for you. And and yeah, I mean it's it's local media, um, but local media's job is to be the first well people to write about that bands. Write up from the nominee, you can pull our nomination. You can pull a quote out of there, yeah, that is going to be usable in in places like your your press section of your website or whatever. Like that is useful. Uh, whereas winning, which feels great, whatever, not. A th that useful at all and something else to take into consideration and this really puts everything into perspective uh, especially the first year i worked on this i was in a hardcore band and for hardcore bands for a lot of punk bands for noise bands exper and some experimental bands you know all those categories this thing's a joke if you're nominated you get teased by your friends oh yeah if you win you really get teased by your friends when when Spelling be one noise, and then when we won experimental, I, you know, I also participate in the noise community uh, as a noise, performer, yeah, right. and we would get I would get teased about spelling yeah. bee winning the yeah. noise category because to to those guys we're a we're a rock band, yeah, you know, or to some people we're a punk band, so whatever, you know, it's it's like I said, it's all a matter of perspective, but. You know, to some parts of the community, this thing is a joke. They don't want to be associated with it. They don't want to play the festival. They don't want. They don't want to be mentioned. You ask them for, uh, you know, from my from from my uh, from my view, I'm just asking people for like photos to use mm -hmm. for the articles. Some people just don't respond to you. Yeah. They're like, no, I would prefer to not even be yeah. mentioned or associated because it's it's um, frankly, it's just stupid to some people. Yeah. Uh, but to other people, like, here's a really good example. Tommy Holleran, he won Best Jazz. The following year, he has a jazz residency at the mm -hmm. Faring Jazz Bistro. Yeah. That is a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are a lot of gigs, you know? And Best Cover Band, you better believe there's a lot of money in winning best cover band. Is there? I say, I and don't being know. able to be booked at every bar that books cover bands every single weekend. So that is a world that that is. Oh, it a, is a, a thing to use. It's highly competitive. It's very important, and it's by and large going to be going away. Yeah, at least in the form that it is right now. Right, right. I right. don't know how staff plans to source nominations without the music awards as mm -hmm. a 
Well, right. It's got to be like a whole different language and a whole different. Yeah, it's a, it's thing. a, it's a different. It's a different approach. Yeah, it's got to be a different approach. I mean, I called for us not calling it the showcase anymore because it's not a battle of the bands. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a showcase, just like every concert is a damn showcase. Yeah, sure. You know, it's it's a bad name. It's a lame duck name. It reeks of marketing. Um, and I'm I don't necessarily disagree with the marketing aspect of a festival. You want people to come to the event, and more importantly, you want people to come to this event who don't normally go to local shows. Yeah. That, well, that's a thing too. Like, and and maybe it is because of the way it's named. But like people will look at Lufest, right, and be like, "Oh, there's no, there's no locals." Um, yeah, I mean, this thing should be called Lufest. But, but right, yeah, and that's what I'm saying. There yeah. is a festival that we have every year that is only local bands. But I do feel like those same people who are are criticizing Lufest, whatever, whether which is not necessarily not a thing to do. I'm not saying like they shouldn't do that, but I am saying they're not thinking. But we do have a festival. Like, am I? And not. I, I feel like I really wound around there, but I think I said what I wanted to say. No, I. And I think that's. <laughs> I think we keep doing that in this conversation anyway, because there's there's a lot of moving parts and it's hard to navigate. Yeah. So it's hard to get to the point. Uh, yeah. I. And I, I want to be real even handed. Like, I don't want to say like this is the dumbest thing because there is a lot of positive, but then. There are, are I guess, like I don't even want to say negative aspects. Like I want to be no, careful are. about there are that. Negative but there's aspects. negative aspects, and and it sounds like there there are people there, like you included, that are are working toward making it uh, super positive. But that's, I mean, I agree with, the, or maybe I'm not agreeing. Maybe you never said this. Uh, I do think, super unfortunately, calling it uh, a contest or whatever gets a lot of eyes on these bands. Like so, it's like doing a negative thing to get a positive outcome. Uh, I hope people smarter than me can can work it so it's still just as as good for bands uh, without that. The main like, competition. issue is everyone taking it too seriously. Yeah, that's that's when it becomes negative. It becomes negative the second that um, people place too much importance right. on the awards, and then the people who were not asked to participate when they put too much importance on the fact that they were not asked this yeah. year. Um, that's a really sad thing. Um, and it comes, and when anything comes from a place of jealousy, it's real sad. But from my own experience, I've always considered, um, bands that I've been in to be like punk bands, but I, I personally, I don't play on a lot of punk shows unless I book them myself. And that's how I started booking shows because there were a lot of really cool shows that I didn't get to play that I wasn't asked to play. And I was disappointed that I, my bands right. and, and me as a person was being left out of a community that I thought I belonged to. So I started booking shows and just doing it myself. And that's the best advice that I can give to anybody. Yeah. If someone looks at this festival as being flawed in some way, as leaving out certain types of people, uh, certain types of bands then they should book their own festival and they should make it good enough to where people will go to it. Well, and and understand that like there are people that have the best interest of the community that that are making, I mean, and I will say that pretty like firmly. I do think in the last, uh, I don't know how many years, but I feel a definite like 
positive movement toward a better festival like every year right yeah getting rid of the ballots at the actual showcase um the award show uh getting rid of the trophies and i again i have a trophy and i do like it but i i think it is a better thing to not not have them yeah for sure and and honestly i think there's i think there's a way it hasn't been done yet but i do think there is a way to source nominations and recommendations mm-hmm for a big music issue. And that's one thing I can totally I can totally uh announce with um with certainty is that this week there is a Riverfront Times all local music issue coming out. Oh, that's awesome. And it is every single band that was nominated whether they're playing the festival or not. Mm-hmm. It is a it is every single write up in cool. print. Oh, that's, every that's really cool. Yeah. single band. So you can keep this particular issue of Riverfront Times, which has more writing in it than it has ads. I mean, it is uh-huh. so yeah. huge. It's the biggest issue uh, that I think they've ever put out, and it is the local music issue. You can keep it. It is the guide to St. Louis music in 2016, and the content of it was built by members of the community. And the content, uh, the writing in it was made by so many different writers. I mean, you have Annie Zaleski, who used to live in St. Yeah. Louis and who used to be the music editor of Riverfront Times, who now works for um, the Onions uh, AB Club. Yes, yeah. She contributed a lot to it. She wrote a That's lot cool. this year. Um, yeah, there. I mean, there are just writers from all over who have some connection to St. Louis, including a lot of writers from inside mm-hmm. the city. So this thing is—it's just really, really awesome. Um, it's just going to be a, a cool thing to have and to keep um, to document this moment in time. Um, I think the only other—I I had a couple questions in, in case we ran out of talk about. The, the only one I have here is, uh, do you think diarrhea would be a beautiful name if it wasn't associated with liquid bowel movements? Yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right? Like, yeah, oh, yeah. this is my daughter, diarrhea. But, like, get it out of your head that, right, yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's a good name. It's too yeah. bad. People always say that thing, rose, you know, Roman Julia wouldn't rose smell good if it was called something else. Probably not, though. I don't think. Like, if a rose was called diarrhea, I think there would be, like, a psychological... You would smell it and go, I don't know if this is good. Because it's making me think about diarrhea. Which is too bad. Um, th- th- we It's pretty long. We talked about that for a long time. That's pretty good. Usually I get really nervous uh, that I'm going to run out of stuff to talk about. Usually we play a game at this point. Oh, get, yeah? Do you want to play? Do you got time to play a game? Do you want to play a game? Yeah, sure. We'll cut it. Maybe we'll do it short. We'll do it. This is a game, game starred called... This is a game called One Star Reviews. And uh, what it is, is is uh, I take a... Pro- these are all films. These are all music films, because you're a music guy. Uh, and and uh, it's an Amazon review that gave it one star. Um, so let me, we'll just do one. It'll be for all the points. They're a pretty good price today. Uh, this one is the hardest one. We'll try that one. I feel like you're a smart fella. You might know Thank you. That's about... That's very kind of you. This okay. film from 2003. Uh, the title is Look Up Pathetic in the Dictionary and the meaning is uh, this movie. Uh, This movie is torture. I hate American Idol. 
The idea that a bunch of small-town hick losers think they can be the next Britney Spears is the whole point of the show. These people should admit they can't sing and go back to their day jobs at Sonic, serving me tater tots. Oh, jeez. Oh, this film is proof. These two, the cute chick with the nice um, A at sign, pound sign, that's their uh, censorship, not mine, uh, and the loser with the stupid haircut, sing lame songs and act like two retards with no self-esteem. The is is their prize for winning American Idol. There is a better to way to go. Stay in school. I pray for anybody who watsed their... Oh, I'm sorry. Watsed 850 on this garbage. I feel your pain. The movie from 2003 seems to have ties to American Idol. Got the chick, cute chick with the nice ass and the loser with the stupid hair. You know, I think I know the name of the. Or I think I know the movie. I just don't know the name. Okay. Okay. Can you let me let me get you somewhere? Let me lead you down a little path. Is the actress Mandy Moore? No. Ah. Uh, no. I would have gotten it wrong. You got to go a little more American Idol. You got to dig deeper into. Is your... it actually Cl- Kelly Clarkson? It is Kelly Clarkson. Oh, I remember this. I worked at a uh, Blockbuster in high school. Would it help? If you knew that the runner-up to the first season of American Idol was uh, Justin something. No, no, it wouldn't help. I Okay, well, let me... I mean, I'm afraid, I'm a little, I'm concerned that if knowing Kelly and Justin isn't helping, that you might be, this could be, all over for you. Is the name of the movie just Kelly and Justin? No. <laughs> well, let me try again. I'm afraid that if knowing Justin and Kelly doesn't help. Is it Justin and Kelly? Well, that's closer. Yeah. Uh, this is from Justin to Kelly. From Justin to Kelly. Yeah. Here, let's, okay. We'll do, all right, all right, all right. Real uh, fast, real fast. That's terrible. This is from Graham. He says you should be able to give this negative numbers movie from 1984. This is truly the worst movie I've ever seen. It is about a bogus British band that's losing popularity. I wonder why. It seems like they just made a movie to go around bad jokes. Example, they found, F-O-U-N-G, the cover to your album Offensive. What about it? The fact that it has a naked woman on all fours on a leash? Ha, ha, ha. Then he hides a cucumber down his pants to try and make people think he has a huge penis. Ha, ha, ha. Boring. Don't waste your time. <laughs> Maybe you don't know about me. Maybe I was wrong. About no, that. I don't know that one. I don't know that one. A, f- a fake British band. Band going around doing funny things. 1984. Spinal Tap wasn't na- 1984, was it? Uh, that's about to say. No way. That's not Spinal Tap. Oh, hold on, hold on. You might be. I might have copy pasted the wrong thing. <laughs> uh, Joe, you're absolutely right. It is Spinal Tap. Oh, Good I job. thought that was so obvious. I had ruled that out uh, as a possibility. Like, why would you? I'm looking it up right now. <laughs> I'm looking it up. Why would you ask me about like the most famous music movie of all time? Well, because you <laughs> struck out so hard on the first one. I yeah, fair enough. Okay, that, so what? Uh, that was nice of you. The 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 showcase is uh the eighteenth. 
What's going on? Hey, Tox playing that thing. Which which one? Riverfront what? Riverfront <laughs> which band Tox? It's hard to search for. Uh It is It is 1980. Hold on. Yeah, March 2nd, 1984. Were you thinking wow. older? No, I knew Spinal Tap was '80s. I just didn't think you would ask me about Spinal Tap. Oh, so I was oh. thinking, I was thinking that it would have to be something I got else. You. Okay. you started talking about it. I was like, well, it can't be Spinal Tap. I so I started softballs. thinking, I and then I'm like, well, looking. but I don't remember the cucumber part, huh? It was wrapped in because it was wrapped in tinfoil, and he gets they stop him at the uh, air, airport. Uh, I think it's embarrassing. Um. Anyway. Uh, this is the part where we tell people to go to things and look at things. And... Sure. Um, so I want to encourage everybody to go to the Riverfront Times Music Showcase. Obviously, that thing you bad mouth the whole reason why why I'm here. No, I don't feel like I bad mouth. I don't it. either. Why, I don't. What, I don't either. I'm... What I wanted to do was I wanted to dispel the the misconception that um, this thing is. Uh, excluding anybody on purpose. Mm -hmm. I did see there is a Facebook group that exists that says um, no blacks in the blues category. Oh, no. Riverfront Times is racist, etc. It's ran by an old white man uh, who several times on his own page is called an asshole. Anyway, he does have a point, though. There are no, uh, there are no blues bands in the blues category this year that are led by black people. Yeah. Uh, I was the one that compiled the votes. And uh, the votes, part part of the votes, I mean, blues DJs on KDHX submitted who right, they thought right. were the best yeah. local blues bands. And the owners of Beale on Broadway, Broadway Oyster Bar, uh -huh. like, told me who they thought the best blues bands were. I compiled the numbers. I did not look up each band to verify that there were yeah. black or white people in it. I looked up for genre. Sure. I looked at each band. Lo and behold, we have a blues category that's that's very very white. Yeah, and uh, that's, it's the, it it's seems the truth. Likely to to happen. So, but if but we're in St. Louis and we're and when right. people say we're a blue city, unfortunately, you've got to face the facts. No matter how um, idealistic you are, we are a very whitewashed mm -hmm. blue city in general, and we're a very segregated city. So. Um, out of the people I believed, I'm not a blues expert, but I believe that I asked the right people, and if they didn't give me black bands, I am not going to skew the votes right, right. to necessarily include communities of people, especially if I don't know if there are a lot of active bands led by black men or women right now. So, there might not be as many in, in, in 2016 who are performing on a regular basis right yeah. now, and we're not talking about all time. We're not talking about mm -hmm. all the time. That's something that people got to remember. This crappy competition aspect still feeds into the festival in a way that um, these nominees are the uh, referendum by the community of how to book the festival. There are people on the festival who aren't necessarily nominees, but it's it's one percent, one percent of the bands that are participating. Where so we're even, not nominees. I mean, in the if it. Maybe there is a, a racial issue with the the blues. Who is the most prominent blues musicians in the city? But the the source of it is not the guy compiling votes the, for the, the Riverfront Times. Yeah, it's sort uh, and of... it's worth. I'm not and sure that's a thing worth working on if that exists. If that problem is there, but it's Absolutely. we need to work back a little bit from 
and if that, this brings it to light, right? Cool. That's great that, that people know about it if that is an issue. So, yeah, let's work back from yeah, how we I'm, got there and but, see if that's worth working on. Honestly, by, by no means am I trying to pass the buck, though. Um, I do think that... Um, I do think that by and large, um, that's a that's a pretty big issue. If people did not submit, yeah, 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 um, those bands. And as a music writer, I mean, couldn't we reasonably say that it would be my job to seek out black? I certainly think yeah, lead you, blues you could, bands. You could you could become a part of that solution. And and yeah. maybe that it, aspect of it, you're part of the problem. But you know, as long as it's identified, right? Like, I'm. That is always my thought. Like, if a problem, if the problem is identified and the people start working toward correcting it, that's all positive and and yeah. good. Thing. It makes me feel conflicted though because I didn't know there was a problem until someone pointed it out and said there was a problem, and I said, "Oh, damn." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was I, like, "Oh God!" Right. But there, there aren't any white people in the hip hop. Yeah. Hip hop category, not this year. There was a couple years ago. Doorway was a regular participant. Um, well, Math- Matthias and the Pirates. So I take that back. But I'm talking about hip hop solo right. mostly. Well, and that's solo artists. Like, yeah, I I feel like being being ignorant to something is negative, but you can't know you're ignorant to it until someone points it out. Mm-hmm. And you know, like that's deciding at that point to make the the change to it correct that is well there's there's also another aspect reporters and writers we're not the we are not the revolutionaries we are not the people that are going out and changing the way things are our job is to report on the way things are and to do it in an accurate manner right so if you're gonna have a guy who is um who's a musician and who cares about the music community in in a position to a count the votes and b make this thing that some people take way too seriously as good as it can be yeah then then the only course of action that that person me could reasonably take is to do it in the most accurate fashion and love it or hate it that's what it looks like this year yeah, yeah that's yeah, what yeah. it looks like right. in 2016 no blacks in the blues category it's the truth right now it doesn't have to be the truth in the future and um that's just the way it is you know well so now right and this is the 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 the, the possibility of an issue has been raised uh the any ignorance can be correct i guess for the from this point yeah and taking uh, the genres out and taking the actual music award if if Riverfront Times is serious about doing this, which we should find out very soon if they are, mm-hmm. um, taking out the music awards aspect of it will also, in one fell swoop, take out the genre aspect yeah. of it too. Yeah. Because there will be no more reason to categorize the bands anymore. That will mean a couple different things for these 150 some odd bands that get written about some of the smaller bands that inch their way in because they are in lesser known genres might not be a part of yeah the fold anymore. Do you think they wouldn't still just do like, oh, here's the five rock bands we're gonna? No, because this 
this is part of the motivation. I'm okay. taking out the awards is to take out the genres. When I was on staff, one of the positions that I held on staff was the club's editor, which takes care of the schedule in the back of the issue, basically the listing of all the concerts. Yeah. And for years, for a decade, they put in the genres. Yes, you're right. And they did. They divided up the schedule by genre. So if you want to see blues music, hear the blues mm-hmm. shows, rock, etc. When I became club's editor, 200 genres were in the yeah. system. Okay, right. Yeah, so yeah, I had yeah. 200 choices of how to categorize bands. My suggestion was to group these things by day, so it's a weekly right. guide, take out the genre, problem solved, many problems are solved. Yeah, well, right, because, right, uh, I mean, you're, you are in a bunch of bands, or have been in a bunch of bands that would be really difficult to say, this is rock in the same way that Shame Club is, is rock or whatever, so why even... Yeah, mess with it. Like, why not? Yeah, I think that and, makes sense. And I still see it happening today. My my significant other, uh, Mabel, she's in a punk band um, called Skin Tags, and she started that band specifically to play punk because all of the other bands she was in were mm-hmm. experimental yeah. or were weirder. And she's always wanted to be in a punk band, so she started a punk band. Yeah. But because of the association with all right. these other bands, every time they get written about or every time I see uh, like a Facebook event with their name listed on it and the description, they're always called weird, but they're <laughs> not. They are, they, are the, they are such a straightforward, yeah. straight ahead. Like if, any, if they're not punk, then they're grunge. Like okay. they're, they're, they're closer oh, yeah. to that. You know, they're heavy, but right. by no means, they, there's no they, there's no feedback. Like, there, there's nothing. There's there's no link there to a noise. Other than the, the members have been in bands that would be easier to category, cate, categorize <laughs> that way or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So so it's a funny thing. Yeah. People do things for a variety of reasons. And, and really, it's their perspective. You know, it's all a matter of perspective. So... Well, luckily, we've solved all those issues on this podcast, and so there you go. So just listen to this, and we did it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I feel like I got to sway up track. When is, the, when is this thing? When is this thing happening? Saturday, June 18th. Um, it happens in the Grove across nine separate venues. Starts at 1 p.m. in the afternoon. Well, that's when the first band starts. Uh, Miss Molly Sims kicks everything off cool. with her bands. Uh, which I think is a really awesome way to open the day. She's deeply involved with Rock School of Saint or School of Rock of mm-hmm. St. Louis, and she, um, I just can't think of anyone better. I mean, really, um, music that is relatable to a lot of different people, and just um, a really awesome personality, really great energy. She's going to kick things off in a really positive way at the out outdoor stage at Atomic Cowboy, which has got a lot of really awesome things all day long. Um, it's going to go until 3 a.m. Some cool. of the bars down there are 3 a.m. bars, and those particular spots are going to have DJs. Um, the general flow of the day starts off with rock and folk, Americana, those things. Um, transitions into heavier rock, punk, and metal throughout the day uh, into electronic dance and hip-hop in the evening. Awesome. Um, by and large, all of the venues share this kind of progression. And uh, I've 
taken special care to try to stagger certain bands that I know share audiences. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. That makes um, sense. So, you know, in trying not to put members of the Farfetched Collective, for instance, like Blink Generation and Cave of Swords. And yeah. Which, and hands right, and feet. it's going to happen. It like... But, I but, feel like that's a thing people will take and go like, well, no, but you don't think people like these two bands? But 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 for the most part, if yeah. you're if you're a fan of of that collective, you can see most of the bands yeah, yeah, yeah. throughout the day. That's uh, cool. If you're a hip hop fan, I've tried to not put two hip hop acts at the same time, mm -hmm. so you can see hip hop for the majority of the day. If you are uh, a punk fan, you can see a lot of punk bands from about five p.m. all the way to midnight. Um, and it's like this the whole way through. I think uh, with a show like this, um, you're not putting it together in the same way that you would put together any other show. Instead of booking vertically, uh, this thing also has to be booked horizontally. Yeah. And part of the reason why I do that, that's kind of what I bring to the table that's different than any person who's worked on this thing in the past is that I'm actively always thinking about the experience of the audience, not of just the people who are coming from the county or coming out of the woodwork who never go to local shows. Uh, because that honestly, that's the majority of the people who go to this thing mm -hmm. are people who are never going to even listen to this podcast. The oh, that's probably the majority of all people. <laughs> but but in, in tailoring the event, toward people who already go to shows a lot and toward the other musicians so the musicians who are participating will have a good time hanging out and staying yeah i think starting at the top there and tailoring the event toward those people makes it a better experience because those people are way harder to please than the people who are coming it, right, from the right, county right. because the people that are coming from the county may only know one or two names or may be coming down just to see whatever they can see because they haven't seen any of it yeah. before um, so they're going to be happy for the most part because they know what they're getting themselves into, an all-local music mm -hmm. event. But really, um, what I'm focused on is getting those people who, like, five years ago made fun of this thing. Right, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Um, and making sure that the most stringent and the most stuck-up and the most... Um, and I could say this from being one of those people. I hated this event before yeah. I started working on it. Um, Making sure those people are happy just elevates the quality of the event through the roof. Well, wonderful. Great. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's June, June, June 18th? June 18th. That's the date? This uh, Saturday. And I guess I'll say, yeah, Talk plays at five at the, the uh, uh, Atomic Bootleg Outdoor Stage. Yeah. Uh, and I don't even care about the votes, but uh, if you do want to vote for Talk, it is. We do have that <laughs> link on our Facebook and just like go there and just vote for it. And it's like, whatever. Um, cool. Okay. Well. Is there anything else you'd like to ask? Mm, no. Well, hey, uh, Talk was the first band, St. Louis local band that I ever saw. Is that true? Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, down in the old, uh, were we in Festus there? Yeah. Was it one of those shows? Yeah, I was in high school, and I joined STL Punk because uh, my very first girlfriend dumped me. And, and that's where you find girlfriends. Yeah, that's where punk. you find girlfriends is STL Punk. If you don't know what STL Punk is, it's probably for the better. No, We're not, not going to explain don't it Don't go you. find girlfriends there now. It's just a white 
page now, but yeah. back when you were like 14, 15. No, yeah. Well, no. So I went there actually because someone sent me a link to her new boyfriend, uh, <laughs> to his page. So I didn't know what STL Punk was. I wasn't interested in music or anything like that, really. Um, I watched a lot of anime in high school. That's what I did. So uh, I went to this page and I saw this guy. Uh, I saw this guy's page and I was like, oh, I guess, I guess that's what people like. Oh, I'm not any of this. I'm not punk. I don't know what punk is. Anyway, so um, I made a profile because a lot of my friends had a profile on there. And some random person who was just spamming accounts uh, just sent a copy and pasted thing to me as a 16-year-old, I think, uh, about this show that was happening in Festus, Missouri at this venue called The Local Scene. Yeah. It was the most terrible name for a venue. I didn't I, know I wasn't the spammer, anything was I? I don't about think, it. I don't think I would have done that. Was it a different band that was spamming? I hope so. No, no. None of the bands spammed. It oh. was somebody who worked oh, at the venue. Oh, good. Okay. It was okay, a door good. person. It was a door person. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't believe it. And and yeah, it was a girl. It was a girl. And I was like, okay, cool. I'll be there. Why not? And I had my parents drop me off. And I went in the very first band. I, I was there like an hour early. Didn't know anybody. Didn't know anything. Went up to the door girl. She was like, oh, thanks for coming. Didn't want to talk to me. And I was like, oh, I guess I'll just hang out for the next four hours. Yeah. Because I didn't live anywhere near Festus. I had my parents drop me off. So I had to stay. Uh, and the first band that I saw was Talk, and like I said, I wasn't really into music, you know. Right. If anything, I listened to like like mainstream techno music, mm -hmm. like because it's what my friends listen to. I wasn't, I didn't know anything about anything, and I saw you guys play, and some of my friends were like really into like the Hives and the White Stripes and the Vines. So for me, uh, you guys were close to that sure, because that was yeah. my reference point, right? right? Um. And I remember you played this song and it was, you had this one like, it's super dissonant riff in it. And it's, um, I can't remember the name of it now. And I knew the name Driving Here. I don't know. Um, That's kind of, yeah, Brian does that, I guess. I, I, I could see that being a The couple. chorus, you guys are saying, ready to roll, ready oh, to roll. Uh, make How it, about make it ache. Is make that it ache, song. okay, yeah. So, so you played the, and I just remember just being like, whoa, that is just like the heaviest thing ever, but it's not metal. Like, yeah. I, I just thought it was the coolest thing. I was attracted to that because I didn't hear it before. You don't hear, like, even that little injection of, like, uh, dissonance and and um, just, uh, it's like a scronky guitar sound. It's, it sounds, yeah, yeah. that's know, a good word. That, that's, that's the way it's just, you know, that I've heard that, that I've heard uh, noise rock described in right. No Wave. So, um so I liked that song a lot. I liked some of the other songs too, but that one was like, yeah, I, it, it just like it freaked me out in a way. I was just like, man, I love guitar-based music. Uh huh. Um, and I kept going to your shows, and then I started a band uh, that was huh. real, real bad. But what you... was that band? I'll I'll know. I, I could Fireball probably routine. get that. Okay, I was gonna yeah. say I could have yeah. got it into Fireball Routine. Yes. Yeah, we were around for less than a year, you know, but. Thinking back, it feels like it lasted forever because yeah. it was the first one, you know? Uh, we were real bad, but I decided, because I thought you were so damn cool, that I was going to play bass guitar. 
No. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I here's the thing. Leave it at that. Don't make it. That. No, here's I, the I thing. Here's the thing. Uh, my my best friend left his bass guitar over at my house, so it was easy to pick up a bass yeah. guitar instead of a regular guitar. But I looked at Talk and I was like, well, my friend's already playing guitar and he left this bass guitar at my yes. house. So I guess I got to be the bass That's player. That's how that happens. Yeah. And, and, and I played. Um, and then I got a Thunderbird because I thought that's what you had. <laughs> you had a Gibson. What, what? Artie Artist. Yeah. And so I, I got like, a, like the cheap, cheapest Thunderbird at Guitar Center, you know, and I got that. And um, that one part of that one talk song, though, um, you know, after I started playing out and other people started showing me bands and stuff, uh-huh. and I started getting into me, like I immediately just kind of jumped right in. So I immediately got into Fugazi, and I immediately got into like, uh, like at the drive-in and all these other bands that were like gateways to weirder stuff. Yeah. Um, but were still pretty mainstream accepted for the most part um but you guys were always really supportive of us we were playing our first shows and you would always play with us and um and yeah that was like really really cool i mean obviously i got into (laughs) a whole different world of music yeah I, i got really involved over at limp arts center and stuff too at the time um but for for like a short while you know if i would have seen some other band who knows what trajectory yeah. I would have went on because I didn't li- I knew that I didn't like Screamo because that was the hot stuff in mm-hmm. 2003 you know um but but I saw Talk instead that's <laughs> so you you would say Talk is like single-handedly responsible for saving the RFT music show- showcase basically yeah in a way oh man hey th- thanks man that makes I feel really yeah uh, that's um, really cool thank you yeah, I guess that's all I really have to say about that. But the yeah, I, this, I appreciate that. <laughs> well, the fact that you guys are still playing some of the same songs from back yeah, then right? is is both sad and pretty awesome to me because sometimes it makes me very sad. Yeah, <laughs> we'll play "Make It Ache" at the showcase. I'll try to see it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if I'll be able to be at the stage at nah, it's just, the exact point it's in time. A synergy thing, you know. It's, yeah, I'll hear it know. from down the street. Um. Okay, well, see see you later. (laughs) All right.